two kids and two dogs. Like what, what has happened to us where we now are responsible for all of these lives that are not our own? Yeah, that's <laughs> a lot. And that's why we haven't done it yet. That's a lot so of So we're males. just avoiding all of it, I think. You guys have never had sex? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> not together. No. Uh, <laughs> Hello. Hi. Welcome to We Don't Deserve Dogs. I'm, I'm Richie Redding. Dr. Lisa Lippman. <laughs> yes, you are, dear. Uh, <laughs> Depends on the day, maybe, but yeah. This week on the show, we have Stephanie Whittles Wax and Jessica Cordova Kramer, the founders of Lemonada Media and dog parents to the likes of Lulu and Elvis. In any case, these ladies have been through a lot and come out as fierce moms, wives, business owners, and pet lovers. And today, you know they're here to talk about them dogs. So uh, together, you guys are doing a ton of good at Lemonada, and you focus on positive content to help people deal with real life. So um, like a year and a half ago, it's all a bordering on a dream and a nightmare somewhere in between, uh, I got a cold email from this woman named Jessica Cordova Kramer. And uh, she was like, hey, heard you on a podcast. Do you want to do a podcast about how both of our brothers died of uh, heroin overdoses? And that's an email that you <laughs> never expect to get. And she definitely didn't word it like that. I'm, I'm summarizing for time. Um, but you know, since that moment, we have become deeply entrenched in each other's lives. We thought that we would be doing one show together about the opioids crisis. And now we are launching, we just launched our seventh show and we are in development on our eighth show that will come out in September. Wow. And um, wow is right. And we just, before you came on, we're talking about how we're really tired of working 14 hour, 15 hour days. So we are in startup mode and thank goodness we have our dogs. Amen. Yes. Yes. Amen. Steph, how how did Jess find you? So how did she find you to say, let's start this podcast? I ask myself that every day. Um, <laughs> how did you find me? <laughs> so I heard her on another podcast. Stephanie was on Terrible Thanks for Asking, which is one of my favorite shows that's ever been made. And Nora McInerney is a genius at, you know, talking about the messiness of life. And I had saved an episode where I saw Stephanie was on and I didn't know who the hell she was, but I saw she'd had a, a dead brother situation that mirrored mine. So I saved it for my birthday. And she was the first person who made me smile after Stefano died. And so I cyber stalked her, obviously, which I, I had like some right to do because I was actually trying to book her on one of our shows. Like I, wa I wanted someone to talk about the first person experience behind 
stigma, addiction, overdose, death, and she had written this beautiful book about it. Um, so I, I didn't like cold email her and make her do a podcast with me. <laughs> but I did make her get on the phone with me and we meshed and then I slowly wore her down. And that is exactly what happened. And in fact, the week when I talked to her, I was like one week away from giving birth. Like I was, I was so big. And in fact, the dress I'm wearing right now is my maternity dress that I came home with from the hospital. Keeping it real, babies. It's quarantine style. Two years ago. Two years ago. So let's just be <laughs> fair here. Not currently pregnant or Jesus, I hope You're not. You're pulling it um, off. But yeah, I, I was like, yeah, yeah, no, let's like talk after maternity leave. And, you know, um, I don't know. I just, I kept seeing all of these awful articles about how other people's people were dying. And I circled back to Jess and like, it's crazy when you can rewind your life and figure out, like, if I had not done that, then none of this would be happening. And mm, I feel yeah. like, I mean, this has been such a an unexpected and yet, like, exactly what should be happening whole thing. And... Uh, I'm like, thank God I reached yeah. out to her because I don't know what the fuck we would be doing with our lives right now. Like it's, it's been like this very incredibly enriching and hard and, and like fulfilling and painful and all of it. It's been like truly life-changing. So I'm glad she emailed me. The power of saying yes. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. I mean, I, I have. I haven't lost family, luckily, to addiction, but I'm involved in recovery and have have lost plenty of people in recovery that uh, that basically all uh, I knowed themselves to death, and I know uh, it's got to you, you must be doing an immense amount of good for a lot of people by talking about your experiences. So sincerely, thank you for that. Yeah, and that's just our first show. Our, we have a whole slate of things that have nothing to do with addiction, but are all podcasts to help you get out of bed in the morning. Okay, well, with all that said, let's talk about them dolls. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Favorite topic. So where did you grow up and did you grow up with pets? I I grew up on Long Island. Long Island is how it's pronounced, technically. Mm-hmm. On the island. Strong yes. Island. Mm-hmm. Um, South Shore <laughs> in particular. And for those of you who are listening from Long Island who want more specifics, Rockville Center, to be clear. My question <laughs> is always just the Jewish part or the Guido part? Uh, I am Italian and okay. I married a Jew, so oh. I get it all. The best so. And I'm a little world. Irish, so. <laughs> You're the queen of that bitch. Fuck everyone. That's my, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, and we, we did not have a dog growing up until one summer where we strong-armed my mom into getting one from a shelter. Mm-hmm. Um, and loved her, and she was sick from the very start. It was like, it was hard. Um, So we only had her for about a year, Um, uh, but it was like a very formative year for me. What kind of dog was she? She was a mix. I think she was like a little shepherd and a little beagle maybe, but she was a mix. Her name was Bella. It was a hard year, but it was a good year. She was a lot of love. And you were how old when you had her? I think um, around 10 or 11. Oh, so yeah, that's hard. That's hard age too. It's hard age to understand. That was when I got my first dog when I was 10. And that was all, I only got a dog because in every picture I ever drew of myself, I always drew myself with a pet, even though I never had one. And my mom was finally <laughs> like, I feel so bad for you. We have to get you one. And then she she died though when she was four. So I only had her for four years, but it was such a hard, I mean, you're young. Like it's a hard age to understand what's really happening and, um, yeah. but just know how much you love them and that it's just like not fair. 
So yeah, but you gave her a good a good year. That's and that, uh, was that the end for. of the dog road, or did you guys no bounce back from that? Uh-huh. Well, and um, we bounced that. I did, it was another uh, like thirty years before I got a pet, and oh, wow. um, we just brought home a new puppy a few weeks ago. Oh boy! So okay, by yeah. that math, you are twenty nine. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> amazing. Damn, nobody could see me, but I am twenty nine and gorgeous. Oh, <laughs> stunning! So stunning. gorgeous. So, what is your dog that you got? So we just took home a little puppy um, from a farm. Uh, where um, so the backstory is my I have a daughter I have two daughters I have a daughter Olivia who's twelve and I have a daughter Talia who's nine and Talia um, like you uh, grew mm-hmm. up from birth drawing pictures of herself with pups <laughs> she thinks she's a pup she feels like she is a pup inside which mm-hmm. apparently is a thing that about ten percent of kids feel that they are actually an animal like okay. their 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 core persona really? is not a not a human yeah Google it. Uh, Google knows everything. Because uh, we were like, man, our kid like actually believes that she is an animal. Like her soul is an animal. Um, I mean, I know when I was little, I always used to like, if we ever played house, like I would never want to be like the mom. I'd always be the dog. Like I, so yeah. I, can, I can relate to that on a level for sure. Yeah. Like she, yeah. she would be like, I am a pup inside. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so we were like, great. You know, modern parents were like, yeah. you do you. Um, mm-hmm. That's Awesome. Does she act accordingly? She act, is able to c- keep her shit together at school and with friends. <laughs> and then for now that she's nine, this is, this has been happening for a while. When she was like six, seven, she really did. She really did want to be a pup at home. She would make the sort of like hand motion of like two paws <laughs> and like come up and ask like that. And we and we we just let it we just let it play itself out. And she doesn't really do that anymore. But um, she had a passion for dogs, small dogs in particular. Uh, my husband's allergic, so we weren't going to get one. Um, but we we bamboozled my mother into getting a Shih Tzu. So Winnie's a Shih Tzu, and my mom's dog Luna, who's two years old, is a Shih Tzu. And um, we there's a farm and a friend who has Shih Tzu dogs and breeds Shih Tzu dogs, uh, but in this very particular closed environment uh, nearby. So we took home Luna two years ago, fell in love with her, greatest dog on earth, and then. Long story short, when the quarantine and pandemic hit, we were home and I said to my husband, like, maybe the kids would be like, remember this as a happier time if they had a puppy. And he was like, <laughs> uh, but he's not allergic to Luna at all. So we reached out to the same family and we said, do you have any pups? And they said, and they, they do. Um, and so Winnie is a full sister of Luna. Oh, um, so we knew oh. he wouldn't be allergic and uh, there's a, a nice connection. And then my mom... Um, was inspired to also bring home the little brother who's Winnie's full brother, Jimmy, from the same litter. So now we have Luna, Jimmy, and Winnie, and they all look the same, and they're absolutely ridiculous and cute. <laughs> so it's a wow. family affair. And I like that there was still essentially a strong-arming happening on your part that you you leveraged quarantine into a new four-legged family member. Yeah. Well, which is, which is very common right now, which is happening everywhere. I mean, the shelters are... Like completely, I mean, there's been, there's never been so many animals adopted at one time or people fostering and things like that. It's, it's great for the animals. It's a great time. Veterinarians are busy, Mm -hmm. busy, 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 busy. 
Yep. So that's what you get for being essential. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I never asked for it, but yeah. And how about you, Stephanie? <laughs> yeah. I mean, we we also brought home a dog <laughs> recently, so <laughs> guilty. Um, yeah. My my birth announcement. Let me let me take it way back, y'all. <laughs> way back twenty five years ago. Uh huh. Um, yep. From day one. <laughs> my <laughs> day one when I burst onto the scene. There was actually a blackout. I tell you this, Jess. There was a blackout in the hospital the day I was born. Whoa! This is like explains a lot. Yeah. I was born into chaos. Oh, Doesn't yeah. this explain a lot? It's like <laughs> the first trauma that like sculpted me as a human. Amazing. Um, Are you like Bane? You were born into the darkness. Well, that's what Jess says. I'm the queen. I'm the queen of dark. I was born into the darkness. Queen of misery is actually queen what of I misery. say. Uh, it's a really supportive environment. Yeah. So anyway. Um, the, my birth announcement was this dog, Ralph, um, who was like, had my diaper in his mouth and he was a schnauzer. Um, and then like standing by the crib and I was in the crib and it was my mom's dog for like nine years. It was her child. It was like, Ralph was everything to her. So this got and sent out to all the friends and yeah, family. Yeah, this was like back in the nineties when I was born. Yeah, mid nineties, um, you know, right. Right. Yeah, people kept, you know, had mail the, that they would send actual birth announcements in. The world was still reeling from the loss of Tupac Shakur. Sure. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And so, <laughs> like, they sent an on paper, like, welcome to the world, you know? And it was like the picture was this dog holding a diaper in its mouth. And, um, you know, they were really excited to have me. I was their first child. They brought me home, like, on their one-year anniversary to the day. Um, anyway, shortly after Ralph bit me, like bit the baby, could not stand. I was so jealous because I, I mean, he, my mom was his person. Um, so they had to give Ralph away because he was like getting aggressive with me when I was baby. So I don't have a memory of that, but that was my first dog. And then shortly after, um, when I was like five, um, we got a puppy, uh, Cocker Spaniel. And um, we had Buster. That's Buster. We had him until I was in college. I, I feel like you need to give a, a male Cocker Spaniel a butch name. Is Buster not? No, not, I think you, I think you did right. No, that's, that's a butch name. Yeah. Okay, butch. good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He was, oh my God, he was so beautiful. He was like this, he was gorgeous. He was very large. He liked to eat. Um, but yeah, he, my brother wanted to name him Ghostbuster. And <laughs> I was like, I'm not having a dog that named Ghost in it. And so my dad like taught us about compromise and said like, let's just name him Buster. Um, and it's, we were like very it, into this dog. It's weird that your brother would even know such an old movie. <laughs> yeah, it's so true. He was very into vintage films, um, like classics. Yeah. And my dad used to like wake me up. I remember when I was like, a teenager like would put the dog by my face and then like scratch the dog's stomach and have the dog kick me. And that's like how he would try to get me up in the morning. Um, uh, dads. <laughs> I know dads. Sometimes he like poured a little bit of water on my head. There was like a bunch of different things he did. It was, it was truly like, he would like be like, wake up and pee. The world's on fire. It was very strange. He was, um, he is a very strange individual. Um, but anyway, we, we then like, um, we adopted, a dog, uh, Una, who we have now, who we adopted her when she was 30 pounds. And she's like, you know, she was like on a kill list, basically. She was like on the, 
there's this sort of suburb of Houston called Baytown and it's like everything it sounds. And, um, you know, she was in Baytown and she was on the kill list and, and this organization called Pets Alive, which is amazing, took her off of it. And my husband, like, we basically look at dog profiles like Tinder. Like we are obsessively, like we obsessively look at the pet (laughs) adoption sites. It's like, crazy. Um, and we like got <laughs> married before tender or anything. So it's like, we're like, Oh, this is our experience with a profiling. Um, everybody needs to swipe. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> anyway, so like we, we got Una, we love her. She was like 30 pounds. We're like, cool. She's gonna be so adorable. She's now 50. Um, and she is <laughs> the best dog Aww. on the planet. Like she's so sweet and wonderful. And then during quarantine, my daughter was like, I want a little dog. <laughs> and uh, now we have Elvis. And Elvis is a Mo- monster. <laughs> terror. He's a terror. He's like, I mean, he, he totally deserves the name Elvis. He was also like, he had mange. He was like tied up in a backyard as a puppy cool. for like three months. Like, like just not treated well. And, um, he was five pounds when we got him. He's, I think around 15 pounds now. And he just got, uh, neutered yesterday. So he's walking Mm. around with his like little collar (laughs) and very, very pathetic. What do you think Elvis is? So his mom's a rat terrier (laughs) and they called him like a chihuahua rat terrier mix. So he's like a devil dog. Like he is totally <laughs> insane. I, I don't think he's a chihuahua. I don't see a lot of that, but um, he looks like a rat terrier. Yeah. He's got like these, these very, these ears and he's like the black and the white. And, um, and like, he looks like an Elvis too. He's just like, he's very much like I take up space in the world. Um, <laughs> but yeah. And my daughter gets really upset because we bl- blame him for everything because everything is his fault. And then she's like, <laughs> why are you like treating my child like this? You know, like she, she, like much like Jess's daughter, she, she doesn't think she's a dog, but she wants to be a vet. Mm-hmm. And so Ooh. she's like very much about like saving all animals. And so when <laughs> anyone like, so we had this whole conversation last week about like blame versus like guilt. She's like, you blame him all the time. I'm like, but he did that thing. So like he is <laughs> culpable. Like, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> But yeah, it's blame versus accountability, right? <laughs> well, dogs dogs don't need to be accountable. They're like, what? I mean, clean up my poo. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I did that. Now, it's done. Your turn. No guilt. Um, is there ever going to be a fat Elvis phase, do you think? A uh, fat Elvis? I mean, yeah, the, the dude likes to eat. So I I would not... Uh, I would not put it past him. He's. I think he he's going to settle into it. He's going to settle into it in like a he year. Will. He's going to be like, it's time. It's time. It's just like, I'm looking at my life now. I'm like, I have two children and two dogs. Like my husband and I were saying like, how do we have two kids and two dogs? Like what, what has happened to us where we now are responsible for all of these lives that are not our own? Yeah, <laughs> that's a lot. And that's why we haven't done it yet. That's a lot so of So we're just avoiding all of it, I think. You guys have never had sex? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Not together. (laughs) We have prepared for you a Cosmo-style personality test to better get to know your dogs. Wow. Awesome. Okay. We will, we'll go, uh, just back and forth. We'll start with you, Jess on this one. So, uh, these are all one to 10. You'll rate them on. So we'll start with, got to start somewhere. We'll go with the Kinsey scale. One being the gayest, 10 being the straightest. Where do your dogs fall? 
Oh man, I'm gonna have to go with five. I, I have no idea what her predilections are, what her preferences are. I have no idea. Well, she's so, she's so new, right? She's so baby. She's a, how how old is she? She's mm. like 13 weeks. Oh, she's so wow. baby. Oh, this is gonna be a t- <laughs> a tough quiz to, uh, to to complete, possibly. She has a strong personality. I just don't know what her sexual preferences are. Well, <laughs> Chloe is a strong too. She's a she she would definitely be the goalie if she was playing ice hockey. We like to think, <laughs> Steph. For for both of my dogs, let's see. Um, I'd say Elvis is. I could see Elvis as a one. I could see nice. that. I could see that. Strong. Yeah. Um, Una. Uh, very. There's an asexuality to her. There's like a. There's a. There's a... She's post-sexual. She's like, fuck yeah. this. Fuck this world. Post-sexual? I didn't even know that's a thing. I just made it up. I just oh, made yeah. it up. And if someone tries to brand that later, we have this as evidence. <laughs> we surely do. Let's say five. Let's say five. We'll say right people give her a five. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Grammability. How are they doing on the gram? We're, we're, we're a full-on 10 with Winnie. She's got face. She's got some good beard. She's got all kinds of like... Cocked head looks, very small, can put her in really cute <laughs> positions, high, high gram ability. Love a good cocked head. Love a good mm-hmm. cocked head. I, yeah. Aside, I actually, I know a guy that's, he's been sober for a pretty long time and uh, his moment of clarity came when he was like shit face brushing his teeth one morning and he looked over and his dog looked at him and cocked his head like, what are you doing, man? <laughs> <laughs> And that was we'll like, that. Yeah, yeah, that was like the thing it's a good that he was moment. like, it's I a need good to get moment. my life together. My dog is judging me. Steph? Yeah, I mean, that's the only reason I have dogs, right, is to gram them. Um, no, my dogs are insanely cute. They're like, it is, it is, I always, like, it's why Elvis is still allowed in the house. Like, he's so cute. He's like such a devil. I kind of feel this way about my son too, who's two. Um, like just both very cute and uh, and very very picture worthy. And Una too. Like I I always say like Una's my Una's my favorite child. Like she's just she's like the sweetest one. She's like the one I probably take the most pictures of. Two dogs and two kids. I mean, that is just a vortex of likes right there. It's a lot. It's a lot. I mean, I've really slowed down on my on my gramming, like in general. Um, maybe it's a sign of my of my age of being, you know, twenty nine now, and I just I don't. I'm a little old for it. <laughs> You're staring down the barrel at thirty. So. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, but yeah, all the things in my house are just fucking so cute. I, mm-hmm. It's so cute. So cute. <laughs> How is their savagery, which you rate on a scale from one to 10? Winnie's a solid seven. Like if if she's sleeping and you pick her up, she will growl at you. She won't bite ever, uh, but she will tell you if she's slightly irritated with anything that you're doing. Um, so we kind of, we call her a jerk. Speaking of which. <laughs> Speaking of savage. <laughs> and uh, Steph, where, where do yours rate on the savagery? Yeah, Una, Una, we say like, she's like, she's truly a street dog. Like both of my dogs are, but like, but Una is like, she will, she would kill someone. Like that's the thing. Like she's, we did her doggy DNA. We did like the. Oh, fun. The test. Mm-hmm. I know, I know. And she. <laughs> I, w- I was like more excited about that than anything. It was probably <laughs> a little sad. Um, but she has like Pitbull and Coyote and Wolf. Whoa. Like she, she has Coyote, you know, really, she has Coyote Wolf DNA. Wow. It's called Wild Canid DNA. So she's, um, 
She's like so sweet. Like pit bulls, if you've met, like they're the sweetest dogs. But like if you fuck with the their owners, like 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 this is the thing about Una. Like she, if if somebody new comes into the environment, oh my gosh, she's just loyal. Like she'll kill you. Um, <laughs> That's loyal. So That's loyal to <laughs> do you think that she would kill for us? Um, I mean, would you kill for me? I mean, depends who. <laughs> Fine. To be fair, Una I don't do think it. my husband would kill okay, for me. Fine. I think the dog would probably kill for me. Um, and then Elvis is just like, you know, he's just like, leave me alone. I'm a little dog and don't touch me. And my son, like, is determined to, like, destroy the dogs. Like, the, my son will pull their tails and <laughs> pull their ears and hit them. And Una, like, takes it. Una's like, I love you. It's fine. And Elvis Aww. is like, I, I, will, I will murder you back, young one. <laughs> <laughs> Um, next question question is physical stamina. Zero. Total zero. <laughs> Solid zero. <laughs> Shih Tzu. Shih Tzus are like, they're royal dogs. Like, and she's a farm dog, so she's got some scrappiness in her, but like, she's like, fuck off. Like, I was meant to sleep at your feet or in your bed. We do not have her sleeping in the bed for the record, but no, she couldn't Must give a shit. Not yet nice. anyway. Not yet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, not yet. So maybe, maybe I, I'm not adverse to it, but like when she's two, maybe and like really, really good. Um, yeah, no, she won't. If she doesn't want to walk, not being adverse to it is where it starts. But that's I'm pretty sure that that's why I got to be a veterinarian. Actually, I had neighbors when I was 18 months old who would breed Shih Tzu puppies, and they would I would run away. I actually run away and just show up at their house. They wouldn't tell my mom, but I would just run away, show up at their house, and they would put me in a kid's playpen with a bunch of Shih Tzu puppies and feed me chocolate, and I was done. That was it. That was my whole life. Yeah, accounted for then. Those I still think those neighbors should be put on some kind of list. For <laughs> yeah, I mean, my mom would be like, um, she just shows up. An eighteen-month-old shows up at your door, and you don't report this. But yeah, uh, I had a good time. I had no problems with it. Yeah, and how about yours on stamina? Uh, yeah, um, Una again. Like she's 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 a tough cookie. She's got a lot of stamina, and um, Elvis. You know, he's still a puppy. He's like he just got his. Um, last round of shots. So he's like four or five months, we think. Um, so he's uh, TBD, TBD on him. Okay, fair, fair enough. Uh, problem solving. I don't think that I have the sharpest tax in the trunk. <laughs> <laughs> but they're like, pretty. I feel like they're so acute and they're super scrappy. <laughs> they've got they've got street smarts. They they they're like uh, you know. I don't know if I'd call them royal, um, but they're they're just dogs. Like they're Una is a dog. Like I, I like Buster, my dog growing up was like a cocker spaniel, so he was a little bit bougie. Like Jess was saying bougie like dog. bougie. Yeah, yeah, exactly. These these dogs like they will fuck up your yard. Like like <laughs> Elf like like Elvis came in and was like, oh, is that some landscaping you've got? Not anymore. You know, like, and like dug a tunnel to another dimension. Like it, they're just like, like they will get out of the gate a hundred thousand times. Like Uno will constantly open the gate. That's so, a problem solving. That, that yeah. means they're yeah. smart. In and of itself. Yeah. So yeah, they're, they're, I guess so. Like they're, they're, they're dogs. My dogs are dogs. Their problem solving dogs. is also problem causing. In, in its yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, Winnie's Winnie's a genius. We call her an Ivy League dog. Um, <laughs> she's ridiculous. She's also lazy as shit. But 
when it has to do with something she wants, for example, she likes to put herself to bed early. That sounds I like really her, familiar. You're writing yeah. my life story right now. Yeah, I like <laughs> to keep her up late because not late, but like as when we go to bed, she goes to bed. So she'll sleep through the night and all that stuff. You know, she would like to go to bed at seven. And if we leave the gate open up the stairs, she's tiny. Tiny, um, like yeah. hand, hand tiny, oh my God. Uh, four pounds. She will get all the way up the stairs and put herself in her crate. Oh, um, wow. And she's been doing that since week one. Like she knew where her room was. She knew where her so crate cute. was. Um, we'll put herself this to sleep is- and we'll, it's ridiculous. Stephanie hates when I talk about my stupid dog because her dogs <laughs> like shit on her face while she's brushing her teeth. <laughs> and my dog is like, I'm a wee bit tired. I'd like to retire to my quarters now. <laughs> I just feel like it's like such a symbol for us. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. Like, like Jess is like so, like she's together. Like I would trust her to do my taxes. I would trust her for, with any deadline. Like She's like on it. You know what I mean? And I'm like, I feel like I'm, I'm like in the creative realm and I'm like getting my shit done, but it's always like a little bit messy and a little bit, who knows? <laughs> you always hit the deadline. It's like 11.59 though. For sure. For yeah. sure. Yeah. But it's like her dog, we got them around the same time and her dog was like fucking potty trained after, you know, she came 24 hours. Yeah, and no, she came My dog trained. is like still fucking shitting on the bathroom floor. So it's like, <laughs> yeah, you guys can compare notes. Came potty trained? I don't know what these guys did. I mean, when I say farm, I mean like rural Duluth, Minnesota, hippy dippy farm. Like these are uh, like very nice people and they just do, they just have these like amazing Shih Tzus and they have an actual working farm. And I don't think she, like, I don't know what they did, but she knew, she knew, and Luna came a little bit like this. It wasn't quite as good. Winnie and Jimmy, her, the brother and sister came, they just don't go to the bathroom inside. She has never once, I'm going to knock on my head as wood, never once peed inside her own crate or pooed inside her own crate. Um, she's had some accidents in the house, so it's not like perfect, but probably because she had to go and we were ignoring her. And she probably yeah. like tried to tell. She Does was like, excuse me, you like didn't get two? my memo from two o'clock. So I'm going to take a shit on the floor right mm-hmm. now, you know, but mm-hmm. yeah. Steph, have you yeah. uh, ever stepped in dog poop in your bathroom? Not in my bathroom, but like definitely in the yard. I mean, like, th- because when they're puppies, they can't leave. Like they can't, you know, you're a vet. You know this. They can't go out. <laughs> so they get Parvo or whatever. So yeah. like, you know, the yard is just like covered in poop. And so- you know, we, we can't pick it up fast enough. I mean, Elvis has a lot of things that need to get out of his body. So um, definitely in the yard. And then around the house, like I'm constantly stepping in pee. And I like, and my son is also like in diapers. And I, I don't, I, I just feel like there's like a lot of fluid. Like, I don't know <laughs> whose is whose. It's just like a literal shit show over here. It's just, it's just, yeah. Chloe has only had, she only have an accident in the house if she's like sick. And I discovered that she pooped in the, our bathroom one time by way of uh, barefoot stepping on it. I don't remember that. That's yep. a good story. Yeah. I don't remember yep. that. It was like, man, it stinks in here. It must have been <laughs> diarrhea then too, because or that, loose that I, or something. That I walked around and was like, it stinks here too. And it stinks here too. Remember? <laughs> nice. No, I tracked it all over the house. It was, oh. it was real, real cute. Yeah. Yeah. So cute. But I was impressed that <laughs> Chloe pooped in the bathroom. <laughs> she tried. If you're going to do tried. it. She wanted to be like you. Oh, um, final question on the personality quiz. Uh, cock blocking skills. <laughs> One to ten. Don't understand the question. Not clear on what you're asking. Um, Cock blocking who? What? Are they interrupting uh, romantic time? Oh. You guys must not have kids. (laughs) Yeah. I I felt that coming as as I was saying it. It was like, yeah, the kids are just putting the kabob on all this. Yeah. The The dog is not the problem. 
Um, <laughs> we have my husband and I work together, and we uh, we have a, we have a good we have a good marriage, and we we love each other very much, and everything is fine. But we do live in the same house, work in the same house, and have now been staring at each other for a hundred and three <laughs> days straight. So uh, the dog is great. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's the same, like, this is fun fact, but Lemonada up until like a week ago, literally was like four full-time employees. It was Jess and her husband and me and my husband. Oh my God. Oh, wow. (laughs) Yeah. And, and so, um, yeah, same. (laughs) We're we're very intertwined around here. Yes. Yes. The dogs do get in the way of Mike and Eli's romantic relationship with each other though. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, I mean, just that's kidding. A, they love each a other. thing that we've yeah. said a lot is like, I don't, we don't know who these people are that are saying that, uh, that there's going to be like a baby boom as a result of the quarantine. Like, no, not, At the opposite. Not a horny no, time. not a sexy time. A pandemic. Not. Not. No. It is not a sexy time. No, it is not. Especially the first few weeks. The first few weeks, it was like, everyone was like, mm, we're just, I think <laughs> collectively away. what I heard from the zeitgeist was nobody was fucking for like a good two or three weeks. <laughs> well, also part of that first two weeks was like, we're looking at each other like, yeah, you, they you have, it? have it. You Do might you have, have it. it. I'm not, <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. So then the two weeks pass, the two or three weeks pass, and you're like, all right, you probably don't have coronavirus. Uh, or maybe you do. And you got through it. And then you're like, all right, well, we can resume with this. But it's not, yeah, it's not sexy. Yeah. Are you an asymptomatic carrier? <laughs> Super spreader. It's possible. Uh, do you guys have any questions for the, the doctor? This is, I guess this is more parenting advice, but like truly my son is like out to like traumatize these poor dogs. Like, is there, is like, can they, can they take the abuse? Like, I feel like (laughs) my son keeps like, and my daughter was never like this. Like we had a Maltese for a long time for like 13 years and he died of cancer. And that's when we, yeah, we got the, we got Una and, and Elvis, but like, um, I don't know. Like, can you pull their tails off? Like, can you pull their ears off? Like, is is he is he doing permanent tra- like traumatic damage to these poor animals? I don't. I I doubt he's doing permanent traumatic damage to the animals. But what we don't want is for the animals to. I mean, it sounds like Una. You know, she is like you know her. You know her personality. You know she's safe around him, right? We never want the dogs yes. to feel like cornered or. Um, you know, feel protective or the need to like get aggressive. And then it's the animal's yes. fault, of course. And and then, you know, just bad things happen. So um, there- I would never, for the record, blame the animals. Yeah. <laughs> I would always blame my children. So I just need you to know. Fair. That's good. I, I thank you for yeah. telling me that. That does make me feel better. Yeah. But there are things you can do. And I mean, Working with a trainer sometimes, like even just even just one session can be so helpful to show you like what to do or what not to do. Like both of those things are actually really important. Um, and I can send you, they're not like easy things. And also it's like sort of training. I always say, I'll derail all your training. I'm not a trainer. I'll, I'll derail all of it. Um, but I can send you some really helpful like tips and tricks and stuff that I will send you after this podcast about um, babies and um, 
and puppies. So that'd be awesome. I would love that. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah. Very cool. I love free advice. <laughs> my favorite well, you got it. Well, you guys have been fantastic guests. And uh, the only thing left to do is to determine by way of a quiz if you deserve dogs. You know what it is. It's time for a quiz about dogs and shit. Okay, question one. An awesome dad and dog dad in Roanoke, Virginia, made headlines for breaking the doldrums of quarantine by dressing up with his daughter like it's Halloween every day when they walked their beloved Aussie cattle dog, Kobe. (gasps) Cute. What costume was pictured in the article about them taken during their daily walk for doggy freedom? Was it The Muppets, The Simpsons, Braveheart, or Epstein didn't kill himself? (laughs) Uh, I was looking at the screen um, at Stephanie's face. She doesn't look like she knows the answer. I think it's Braveheart. That is correct. (laughs) Uh, Yes, Kevin Schultz was dressed as William Wallace and his daughter was dressed as a Celtic warrior. Dad was clearly way more into it, face paint and all. As of the, the writing of the article, they had been putting on new costumes for 53 days straight. Kobe, for his part, was wearing a cone of shame. Oh, we call it the cone of confidence, by the way. Yes, we're taking it back. Cone of confidence. We're taking it back. (laughs) Okay, question two. In perhaps the weirdest article that the Washington Post has ever published, an entire essay was written in first person as Mike Pompeo's dog because of its guilt over a real-life scandal involving what? Chewing up the rugs in the State Department, biting a mail carrier, peeing on a diplomat, or illegally paying a dog walker. Is it illegally paying a dog walker? That is correct. (laughs) The May 21st article featured his real dog's imaginary thoughts in a guilt spiral caused by a State Department staffer getting caught red-handed by an um watchdog walking Secretary of State Pompeo's dog and getting his dry cleaning. Wow. No, okay. Can't put anything past these people. This article, really I'll remind you, was in the middle of a nationwide crisis. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Important. Important. Yes. Uh, so you're playing with house money here. And question three, I mean, it's already been determined, but let's see if you can just run up the score here. The biggest scandal of all is that we didn't get to see how friggin' cute Pompeo's dog was because the Post used a stock photo of some random dog getting walked. With some digging, though, I discovered that his real dog is a blank... Named blank, a Borzoi named Vladimir, a German Shepherd named Merkel, a Chow named Xi, or a Yellow Lab named Sherman. Uh, yeah. What do you think, Steph? Yellow Lab? Definitely Yellow Lab. We're going with Yellow yeah. Lab for the win. That is Yay. correct, and that is wow. for the win. We're it amazing. turns out you, you deserve, deserve dogs. Such a relief. Yes, I googled it and there is a, uh, a picture of Pompeo and his dog as a puppy that conjures up a lot of mice and men imagery, if you know what I mean. <laughs> but um, <laughs> you guys were fantastic as where can people find you and, uh, and listen to your shows? 
You can find all of our shows at www.lemonadamedia.com. Or I'm sorry, I don't know why I'm using that voice. It just felt it just felt so right. natural. It's right. 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 HTTP backslash backslash colon. Yes. Okay. Yes. yes. Exactly. <laughs> yes. That that would be the one. And uh, all of all of our stuff is at Lemonada Media. Um, online, on Instagram, on Twitter, on all those places. Um, and please, you know, subscribe to our shows, listen to our shows, uh, rate us, review us. You know all these things. Um, the it things. helps. So help. appreciate y'all having us on. Do the things. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to We Don't Deserve Dogs. I'm Richie Redding. And I'm Dr. Lisa Lippman. Yeah. And you can find both of us at our respective handles, those exact names, at Richie Redding, at Dr. Lisa Lippman. And uh, I just want to give special thanks to our editor, of course, who is Jordan Aaron, and our executive producer, King Joffrey himself, Jeff Umbro, of The Podglomerate. And you can find more of their shows at thepodglomerate.com. Some of the music in this episode comes from Breakmaster Cylinder. Make sure to check out the sponsors you heard in this episode because that really helps provide the show to you free of charge. Let them know we sent you. It also really helps people to find the show if you rate and review on Apple Podcasts or share an episode on socials. Tag us at We Don't Deserve Dogs and let us know what you thought. We'll see you next week when we return with another episode of We Don't Deserve Dogs. All content provided on We Don't Deserve Dogs is for informational purposes and entertainment value only. None of the content on We Don't Deserve Dogs is intended to constitute third-party veterinary advice or any other third-party professional advice. The content We Don't Deserve Dogs distributes or transmits should not be considered as a substitute for any type of professional veterinary advice. Nothing on We Don't Deserve Dogs is intended to be used as a veterinarian's diagnosis, veterinary treatment, or any other veterinary service and should not be relied on to affect the medical therapy of any pet. Nothing transmitted to or from We Don't Deserve Dogs can replicate a true doctor-patient relationship between yourself and a veterinarian. Your dependence on the content of any information found on or transmitted by We Don't Deserve Dogs is at your own risk. For veterinary care and advice, please see your veterinarian. The Podglomerate. A Sonic Universe.